0: Hello, all you curious creatures out there. I'm Amber A.
1: And I'm Andrew McKay, and welcome into The Portal, a place where we discuss all things lost, unexplained, and straight up strange. Ancient lost history, cryptozoology, worldwide myths and legends are all things to expect when you dive into The Portal
0: like the time we covered the strange case of giant humanoid swimmers in Siberia's Lake Baikal. Or the terrifying legend of the Braxton County monster who stalked the hills of West Virginia.
1: Oh, and don't forget about the enduring mystery of Egypt's lost underworld.
0: We dig it all! So join us every week for a brand new adventure into some of the world's lesser known unexplained phenomena, cryptic creatures, and historical mysteries.
1: You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. And, of course, at intotheportal.com, your gateway to the bazaar. So come join us.
0: The only question is, will you peer into the portal?
1: snowman (laughs) i don't know i was gonna join in for a second and then i thought better of it (laughs) as
2: long as there's no jingle bells by like mariah carey that song that's we can sing jingle bell
3: what about all i want for christmas by mariah carey the only christmas
2: song that matters no no mariah carey christmas songs wait what i'm sorry is this friendship
3: over i just think it is even though I I i hate christmas music hate it
2: that song is essentially, like, the song that they're making fun of, and it's about a boy. So? Why do I care?
3: You're acting like it's about a boy is, like, the Bible, and I have to care what it
2: says. No, no, you don't have to, but I also don't particularly... Oh, uh,
3: latest Hugh Grant was in that movie. It's... <laughs> there's nothing you can
1: do about it.
2: There's nothing you can do about it, but, no, I don't particularly like that Christmas song. I'm sorry, don't forget. Oh,
1: worry. it's, like, the only one I like. Okay, Rochelle, what's your favorite Christmas what? song?
3: What... Oh, God. I don't know. We're trying to do a holiday special. Could you spread some motherfucking
2: cheer, Rochelle? Is
3: that too much to ask? Have we introduced ourselves Yes. Or uh, the my, day my favorite song birth.
2: Even though I'm not Jewish, is uh, the Hanukkah song from Adam Sandler. Oh, that's fair. Okay. Samantha. Part one, two, or three. I don't really care. Just use whatever celebrities you want.
3: Whoa. Rochelle just blew my mind with that deep Adam Sandler reference.
2: Okay. I was also a child of the 90s and thought he was cool when I was uh seven.
1: So, well, 7 to 12. Yes, yeah, so I overlap. definitely
3: at 7 at the height of his
1: popularity. 7. Yeah. Go yeah, ahead. This is this podcast already off the rails? Yeah, we really sure should introduce, introduce ourselves. Well
2: we, uh, <laughs> well, we did have some <laughs> wine before. Drinking. Trader Jones cranberry oh, wine. Did you
3: know that this is perhaps it's you, an unofficial Unsolved Mysteries recap?
1: Re-wa- re-watch. Watch, bop, watch, bop,
3: all bop, of the, the above. How drunk are we? So, but I'll the thing is, that. this episode... Little holiday special that has fuck all to do with unsolved mysteries. Yep. Boom! It's adjacent. Is yeah,
1: sure. We're also here with a special guest, Rochelle.
3: Hi, Rochelle, of the pod Hi. has been on the show before. She's our resident history nerd. We're
1: finally bringing Rochelle on the show to talk about something besides a mystery we just don't want to talk about
3: yeah instead we're bringing her on to talk about the holidays which we also kind of don't want to talk about
1: and we're not even really talking we're about not that talking. yeah this is going to be a christmas special that's a lot better than our last christmas special which okay. was about mm. dead children we've
3: acknowledged that doing the forensic files where they all took place on christmas is one of the worst ideas i've ever had in my life up there with the putting tuna salad on a raisin bagel Establish that. Is it as bad as my platform shower shoes? Samantha. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, close. <laughs> it's, it's close.
1: It's close.
3: It's t- it's almost too close in to In my logic, if you need sh- shoes to wear in a gross shower, I want it to be as far from the gross
2: floor as possible. That just sounds dangerous. Um, also oh, okay like it is. Yeah. It sounds like you slip slipping... <laughs> Uh, twist I, don't, her ankle really I don't
3: recall falling in the shower, but I did fall down a lot of stairs that year. <laughs> like a that? lot of stairs. <laughs> was
2: this in college?
3: Yeah, clearly, yes. But in my defense, did my mom also think that was a good idea? Yeah, she did. So All right, your well, mom's bad cookie, parenting. but
2: she is pretty awesome, though,
3: too. Well, yeah. I didn't say she wasn't. Rochelle. Sorry. <laughs> Rochelle met my parents over the summer. We went on a cemetery tour together. I think that's what most people do. Yeah, shout out to Liz's
1: parents who listen to the show.
3: (laughs) (laughs) They do, and shake their heads in shame. Oh, dear.
1: So we're drinking wine and coming up with some holiday content for our favorite listeners, which is that we're going to read stories from these obscure Minnesota ghost
3: books. How can you call things called the m files true reports of minnesota's unexplained phenomena obscure i think we're all familiar with this book
2: liz has a stack of like six books what's that with little one? Little
3: oh, notes on. did you them. think we would be reading from haunted lakes one fuck no no fuck no you're a fucking bitch we're listening to haunted lakes two <laughs> two motherfucker because that's where is this as
2: good as adam's family values like it's better than yeah. the original
3: there's a few sequels that are better adam's family values classic blues. clearly family family's good it's not as good as adam's family values batman returns better than batman
1: can't argue with any of those haunted
3: lakes 2 i don't know if it's better than haunted lakes because this is the one half Vice books had okay we also have <laughs> haunted saint paul this is a new acquisition to our collection Ooh. thank you patreon supporters this is the kind of shit i do with your money we're thank you okay we also have
2: <laughs> don't hit your wine.
1: Yellowstone ghost stories This was sent to us This was sent
3: to us by a listener If you see a cheesy book like this And you want to send it to us
1: We may read some excerpts on the show And I have ghostly tales of Minnesota Not Um. to be mistaken With ghost stories of Minnesota (laughs) Uh, Ghostly
3: tales
2: is like a third of the size of ghost stories yeah. and they're different fonts just to Gina so you Gina know.
1: Teal wrote ghost stories in Minnesota Ruth D. Hine wrote ghostly tales do they like both so. have I afros
2: think... or just one of them has uh, that af- Ruth has a type perm, afro. or well, is it a it, type it, perm? no it's
1: a tight perm I think uh, See, Ruth might have this, kind of phoned it in a little. This bit. is Ruth, Rochelle. Is she what you oh, expected her to look like?
2: Ruth is like an eighty-five, like Lutheran church mom. That's well, yeah. Who exactly else would write right. ghostly
3: tales in Minnesota? That's exactly right. She okay. She had time in between making one batch of hot dish and the next batch of hot dish to write ghostly tales in Minnesota. Making
2: lobster, not you know, that other stuff. <laughs>
1: Okay, Michelle. Oh this is this is <laughs> Ruth's bio. Oh God, Ruth D. Hine grew up in Van Horn, Iowa, as a middle child in a ghost-free Lutheran personage. You know what? I grew okay. up in a
3: group ghost-free place too.
1: But um, also, she's Iowa. So you were why right that she was Lutheran. I, I guess which, Lutheran. I mean, that's a pretty good guess about any old lady in Minnesota. Yeah, but also
2: from Iowa. Why should they not ghost stories of Iowa? Well, now is no show
1: bullshit. Okay. She lives in Worthington, Minnesota now. I collects, don't know what that city is, so I refuse. I reject that reality. It's su- subscute it my She collects ghost stories and writes a historical column. Not that for the, many
3: ghost stories. She collects like five ghost yeah. stories.
1: For the Worthington Daily Globe. Are you insulting Roost legacy? Fuck yes, I am. She has been a ghost author for 14 years. <laughs> so, 14 so what are you telling now? me? The, what this sounds like
2: is basically she's the town gossip. She gets all their stories yeah, and just yeah. like, oh, someone How saw something dare you
1: spooky. slander this she's, good Lutheran woman. This doesn't have a uh, bio. I, I'm
3: sort of wondering who Gina Teal is. Also, this says nine on it. Is this the ninth volume?
1: Fuck yeah, it is. Ghost
3: Stories of Minnesota. Or is it just like nine in a well, series of ghost
2: I, stories? I think so, because uh, when we went like maybe last year to Landmark, together
1: yes, the landmarks on um there.
2: yeah they did have some cheesy books like this and i do believe there was a
1: several this is serious Rachelle. these are not cheesy <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right how dare you insult haunted lakes 2 look at this cover where an old man is like
2: beckoning a robo by a grave like it doesn't even look like photoshop oh. it's not, it's like a tour between like shitty photoshop and shitty oh no they made this art
3: and paint You know, you know that's paint that comes free on your computer.
2: (laughs) I say this like I'm like historically accurate and all that other shit. When I bought you guys like the alien pins. So like,
3: Yeah, we're both right now wearing alien pins that Rochelle gave us because for some reason when she comes on our show to help us do work that we get money for, she gives us gifts. How it should be.
1: So <laughs> they're <Step we> <laughs> up your game, other friends. <laughs>
3: so we're both wearing alien head pins now, which I think just like complete a look.
2: Well, it's oh, also sure. very 90s alien, like the big...
3: This is the only great. type of alien I recognize. It looks just like Robbie Stacky. Yeah,
1: but he's not our mascot anymore. No, mom. mustache is our mast- mascot. <laughs> Rochelle, You, we re- are recording this episode on the same day. We recorded one of our last episodes where we talked about hero dog mustache of the French Revolution.
3: He really, his <laughs> was real.
1: His name was Mustache and he was a French poodle and he saved lives in the French Revolution. He's a fucking poodle. I have <laughs> nothing to say about that. Oh! <laughs> dare you. First
3: Mariah Carey and now this. No, i hate poodles.
2: I love dogs.
3: Okay, this was a this, this was a, a revolutionary
2: poodle. poodle. Revolutionary World War II poodle. If it's revolutionary, then I don't care.
3: <gasps> <gasps> he was I probably don't... sharpening a guillotine with his little paws and that's all you have to say. Uh, how is he doing that? You're kicked off this podcast.
1: Yeah, okay, Bye. <laughs> Oh, come back! No, we need you. Actually, we
3: need you. So okay.
1: Much. What's the first story we're gonna read? Um, pff, oh. Do you have one picked out, or should yeah, I read one? You can read Okay, I picked out a, a story from Ghostly Tales of Minnesota called "For some reason, all of these little vignettes are like questions." That's the title. So this one is. Would you like a, to read this? This one's a ghost in the drain? Question mark. Sure. Is it? Or right, we'll it, find out. Also, all the ghost stories of Minnesota are like so wholesome. Yeah, a haunted drain. All right. A college student doesn't need surprises. Yeah, well, pleasant <laughs> ones might be welcome, but not unpleasant ones such as those reported at... Isn't that at,
3: true for everyone, not just college students? who likes
1: unpleasant surprises. Reported at Hoyam, a girl's dorm in Concordia College in Moorhead. Picture a freshman girl getting ready for a date. She looks in the mirror above the wash bowls and sees a hooded and caped figure behind her reflected in the mirror. Okay, that would
2: wash be terrifying. Wash What the f- Yeah. It, what kind of like the 1930s? 1800s.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Or she looks out from the shower to see the mysterious figure hovering just above the shower door. <gasps> Definitely not a welcome surprise. Oh, that would be terrible. Or, think of a student Except who has perf. attended all her classes, endured a full hour of orchestra rehearsal, <laughs> and then worked in the cafeteria line to earn her board.
3: Wait, She's... what does this have to do with dreams? At this point, this ghost is playing in the orchestra? Let's look at...
1: Ruth is setting the stage. I'm sorry. She's uh, tired. I'm going to eat another cake. But she has to study a good three and a half hours in a dorm full of girls before she can go to bed. Why is the full of girls part relevant? Is She all right. She, they're distracting her with their this, pillow this fights. So, this, this sounds very much oh, they're,
2: like they're, a very they're like out and. <laughs> I will share like being the thirteen year old girl I was when I was thirteen. This sounds very much like a fan fiction beginning. Like a lot it of old romance. We'll
1: see. Okay. We'll see whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe whoa, this gets whoa. erotic. Rochelle,
2: yeah.
3: Swear on a stack of Robert stacks. Did <laughs> you write any fan fiction when you were thirteen?
2: About instinct, yeah, of course.
1: Yeah! Okay, I didn't write any fan fiction, but here is a confession: I read almost every day uh, Phantom of the Opera fan fiction. Oh, wow, there you're is a, a different whole, level. There's oh. a whole website dedicated to Phantom of the Opera fan Oh, fiction. don't worry, there's and, a
2: whole website about Lord of the Rings well, fan I know. fiction. So don't lots, worry, there's yeah, there's a lot of lots
1: of these.
2: Liz's head is stop, let's explode.
1: Stop laughing right now. We were thirteen. It's totally okay. <laughs> I was. I'm pretty sure I was around thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> Liz is fanning herself because she can't handle it.
3: I just. <laughs> I didn't see that coming, and I love it. <laughs> that was yeah. me as a child. Did you print out the good ones and then like keep them in your caboodle?
2: <laughs> I didn't keep it in a caboodle. I kept it in a three-ring binder, like a, a normal person. Oh I I yeah. Think so I to be fair, was. I also kept like Eddie Izzard's like whole comic, like whole special word for word that was transcribed by someone else on the internet printed it out and also had that in there.
3: Well, yeah, that's, like, na- you'll, you should yeah. put that in your bomb shelter, because that's a necessity. I yeah. think
1: I didn't want my mom to know I was on the internet every day reading Phantom of the Opera fanfiction, <laughs> so I just kept them, like, I had, like, secret bookmarks or something. I don't know how I did it, but... Yeah, there's no way my mom didn't know at the time,
2: because I was printing them out, and she's like, why is there the ink going? I'm like, oh, no reason. I'm just reading these things that... It's definitely not going for to free. Phantom of the
3: Opera fanfiction. <laughs> yeah. I definitely read X-Files fanfiction, but no one's yeah. surprised by that uh, well, essentially
2: yeah. not always the best written is what I'm saying for <laughs> fanfiction I don't know what, no really what fanfiction
3: you were reading but all the fanfiction I read was excellently written <laughs>
1: Okay, so I'm not even sure if this is just like a thought experiment or there's actually a ghost in a drain, but we're going to continue. Okay. So she's done studying. Then, more than ready for sleep, she climbs up to her loft and flops down. She this, flops. This, this definitely sounds like it's going to get erotic any minute. She reaches Just grab the- her breasts, please. <laughs> she reaches to pull up her blankets. There, at the foot of her bed, on the same ladder she just climbed up seconds ago, is the horrid figure. She is sure the door was locked, and when she returned to her room after supper, no one was there when she came back from the bathroom. Was there a ghost in the dorm? No, it's Dave, the guy that's stalking her that's yeah! obviously the one that's in the closet. The girls concluded that there was, uh, and they have proof. Sometimes students who are known for their neat rooms will find them all out of order. Clothing and books and papers strewn all over the floor. Locked doors open slowly in the early evening hours, or radios and TVs are blaring when their owners are sure they had turned them off when they left their rooms.
2: These are the college students that might be drinking, might be doing other stuff. This is a wholesome girls'
1: dorm, Rochelle. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> even in midwinter, when the heat is on in the rooms and and halls, a cold draft or a cold spot will be felt, always in the same part of the same rooms. Some of the girls wake up to their names being called out, but there's no one around, and the hall is perfectly quiet. Probably the most alarming incident on Hoyam's fifth floor made the girls wonder if their ghost liked water. Lots of it. What? Ew! Or maybe lived in the bathtub drain and sewer lines. That seems like a leap. Okay, this is their their. Oh, my God. Okay. I, I guys, bathtub- I'm trying to think this book is not very good. A bathtub faucet flooded Reflection their bathroom with better. hot water, not once but three times in a month. That just means that they have shitty plumbing. Yeah, they're probably full of all of their hair. Two inches yeah. of water on a bathroom floor and gallons of it seeping out under the door and into the carpeted halls is not a trick students would play on each other, especially yeah, when it totally on is. their return from mid-semester break, they had to work those first two hours sopping up the water or pay someone to bring in a wet dry vac to clean up the rest of the water. Yeah, you don't have to pay someone at your college. For ghosts? Yeah,
2: it's just there's shitty plumbing and there's a. Floors full of girls with hair that cleaned they're not cleaning
3: up after themselves. Listen yeah.
1: to the sentence. Okay. One would hardly think the students enjoyed the mopping and the expense enough to cause the floor the flood the second time and third times. It had to be a ghost. Yeah, I'm not surprised what? I guess that this was an eighty five lady. They're blaming
3: their plumbing
1: issues on a ghost.
3: That's yeah. creative. I mean when I was a little kid, I would blame bad stuff I did on a ghost, and his name was Corker and he lived in the attic. So, this isn't that different. I
2: think your information is more interesting than us reading <laughs> well, you, Bad Fetch okay. 13. You
3: know how Casper is a friendly ghost? This ghost I made up. Corker. Not so friendly. Get it? Kind of like elves? It's sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay all
1: right so that was the entire ghost story (laughs) yeah that was
3: real
0: bad
1: a girl's dorm room flooded three times though samantha yeah because their hair was clogging the drains
3: all right i'm gonna read to you from ghost stories of minnesota totally different book and it's called new year's eve ghost this one better be better it's only one page so it's got that going for it A family that died in a terrible car accident in Stillwater seems doomed to spend eternity repeating the final moments of their lives. Bummer. (laughs)
1: Much to the horror
3: of modern day witnesses. (laughs) This account comes from the Ghost Hunters Society of Minnesota, which I would like to join. Please consider me for membership. During the winter holiday break from school at about 7 p.m. one evening, Megan Lina, and her friend Colleen were tobogganing in a ravine. <laughs> of course they were. <laughs> this is
1: the most this Minnesota story <laughs> ever.
3: And what is
2: tobogganing? I don't is that just sledding or no. like with a sled. I think it's okay. just
3: sledding, but you're in Minnesota. In a ravine <laughs> <laughs> in Battle Hollow, near the intersect this is so specific. Near the intersection of Laurel Street and Owen Street. <laughs> the girls yep. have stopped I- sliding to play on a large fallen tree. When they heard a terrible noise that sounded as if it was just a few feet
1: above their heads.
3: The pair had no idea what was making the noise, but they were very scared. They fell to the ground, huddled together. Then they ran up the hill and dragged their sleds home. Oh, that was (laughs) anticlimactic.
1: Is that the whole story? No, no, no. The following
3: Monday, one of the girls reported the incident to a teacher who happened to be a longtime resident. Of Stillwater. Upon hearing the story, the teacher told her students of an incident that occurred during the Christmas season of the early 1900s. A car carrying a family of four drove across a bridge that once sprawled the ravine. Oops. Spanned. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: We've been drinking. Watch span the ravine, the girls had been sledding in. The bridge was icy, and the car slid and plunged over its side.
2: Oh. Everyone in the car
3: was killed.
2: I might have heard this. And like, yeah, it
3: seems okay. the girls were not... We're not the first to hear this eerie reenactment. Two years after the fatal accident, a man walking in the ravine on New Year's Eve heard the loud noise, too. The man also saw a ghostly image of a car going over the side of a bridge. The end.
1: Okay. <laughs> cool story, bro. I mean, that was better than a flooded dorm room.
3: I might yeah. have heard
1: that
2: when I went to the Stillwater uh, haunted, like, little play thing when you went in a trolley and they went to different parts of it. Oh. They might have used that for part of it, but yeah, it was, it was more cutesy. But that was
1: okay. There were some holiday elements in that one, so we're right on theme. Yeah, yeah. and so of course we are, because this is a very professional show. Rochelle, did you have a story for us?
2: I have a story from Haunted Lakes 2, bitches. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> fucking awesome. I'm sorry, was oh, that Haunted Lakes 1? No, it's Haunted Lakes 2. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's called The Lighthouse of Doom. <laughs> um, <laughs> i had to say it that way, you guys. There's no other way the I light- can say it. Of doom. course. It's um, The Lighthouse of Doom. It's a couple pages, so I don't know. We'll see if it... You
3: if can sort of skim or no. just see what yeah. happens.
2: Yeah, the annals of lighthouse, lighthouse, the lighthouse keeping the replete. Okay, there's a lot of fucking words in here. And I don't know wow, if to Wow, the, the say.
1: annals of the repletes? <laughs> yeah,
2: L- annals of lighthouse that. keeping a replete with stories of strange doings. Shadowy... What? Ghost climbing steep and winding ta- stairs. I'll show you some strange doings. Uh, Liz
1: is, is practicing this? to be a phone sex. Yeah, I was about to say
2: that was very much. I like know you,
1: you. were surprised by this, but
2: um, not at all. Um, well, maybe you weren't. No, uh, strange doings. <laughs> Shadowy <I make>, uh, ghosts <laughs> climbing uh, climbing steep and winding tower stairs. Climbing Likes. steep and winding
1: stairs.
2: Are you charging like three ninety nine a minute? Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> get that money All right, you, can, um,
1: you can spend a little more to get some feet pics with some chipped toenail polish <laughs> <Absolutely>. oh jesus <laughs> anyway
2: climbing <laughs> steep and winding tower stairs mysterious lights glimmering from the lamp room phantom ships peering offshore and unearthly sounds echoing through empty rooms certainly among the strangest tales is that of St. Ignace Island Lighthouse on yep, Lake sure. Superior's uh-huh. rugged Canadian is this, shore
3: is this the Lighthouse of Doom I assume Yes. this is
1: on Lake Superior uh, yeah yes. this, this, let's this, just this say yes. i
2: read but yeah it's but uh the rugged canadian shore so it's technically canada why are we reading something about canada
1: it's just haunted lakes it's haunted lakes too oh,
2: okay it's not cool. specifically cool. in minnesota Totally cool. Uh, Rugged Canadian (laughs) shore. Although its career was short a mere six years, events at the uh, Little Lighthouse were eerie enough that it was quickly gained the reputation as the Lighthouse of Doom.
3: (gasps) Rochelle, I'm so scared. Hold me. Did someone die there?
2: (laughs) I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm reading it right now. (laughs) I I didn't pre-read it. Um, Rational people can explain all the events that happened there. It's just an unfortunate chain of circumstances. Bad luck and nothing more. Oh, Okay, this. I okay. mean,
3: but uh, those that actually who, sounds like something Rachelle would say. So, What? you would explain away the lighthouse of doom. You would say that's just bad luck. That sounds like you.
2: Yeah, but I didn't like,
1: okay. no, it's ghosts. Let's hear it. Yeah, okay. but ghosts. But ghosts. Those, ghosts. Ghosts. But ghosts. those
2: who open their minds to yeah, a wider stream of consciousness, <laughs> who accept that there are things that we don't always understand, perhaps will consider <laughs> the idea that the damned place was truly cursed.
3: Oh, I accept that. It it
2: needs to get to the
1: fucking point. Oh, no,
2: there's three pages of this shit. I'll be skipping some of this. Um, St. Ignis Light... Ignis... Ignis... How the fudge? Ignis? I
1: think it's Ignis.
2: St. Ignis Light was the first... Yeah, you know, that really sexy name, Ignis? Uh, Ignis Light was the first Canadian light built on Lake Superior. It was including a group of six contracted for for on June 6th, 1866.
3: This wow, this guy thinks we need to know a lot more about uh, lighthouse yeah, contracts. We, really move, we just need to know about um,
1: ghosts. I'm skipping so some the, stuff. So, their, their lighthouse keeper's it's tell, died. It's, it's telling
2: me like this very specific place it was and the history of it. I'm skipping stuff.
1: All right, I just marked uh,
3: this because it said lighthouse of doom.
2: Yeah, typical lighthouse of the period. Okay, the keeper for the first season this is like a page and a half in mm. was Mr. Perry apparently he was good and a reliable man who did the job well I don't know what that means we weren't trying to he him. <laughs> he
3: turned the light off
2: yeah well, the season ended in November he carefully did all the many tasks necessary to secure the light for a long winter and then, le- wow, what a then great left story an open, <laughs> and then left in an open boat for Hudson Bay Company to get some, coo- some really cool to so get some really cool clothes because Hudson Bay Company at Napigan, which <laughs> Is a place that we're supposed to know more than 20 long miles up to the north. He didn't make it. When spring came, his frozen body was discovered near his boat on the shore in a day. But he didn't even die exactly in the how house. he died is unknown. But he the local died men, in a boat, I know, he froze. but the local men thought he was just frozen to death trying to make his trip. You know, like how he actually died yeah <laughs> okay undeterred lighthouse authorities is there lighthouse authorities okay anyway in, um
3: not here but in
2: canada yeah they're very very, very well respected <laughs> Do they have cheesies not cheesy okay they're paid in cheesies i am be- i very much they're paid in when-
3: cheesies and great medical care yes can we uh, move
2: there I mean... I still say that we can just say that we're part Canada, change the map. I'm like, oh, it's always been like this. Trump's yeah. not going to know.
1: He'll never know. We're just going to absorb Minnesota into Canada.
2: <laughs> yeah. They want that cool little boot. It's totally fine. We've totally worked. <laughs> um, undeterred Lighthouse authorities appointed Thomas Lampier. Lamp. Mm, okay. Is
1: that really his name? Uh,
2: L-A-M-P-H-I-E-R. Yeah, I just this whole story
3: is suspect now, except that it's so boring. It sounds
2: very much like a... Uh, was a Reader's Dry Digest story Thomas Lampier, as the new keeper for the next season. He decided to bring his wife to the lonely little island.
3: Oh, you know what they were doing banging
2: so all the time. Bone Bone Town, Bone Town, USA. In a
1: lighthouse? That sounds kind of
2: cool. Yeah, sounds like a romance novel or some shit. Um, I think
1: they're gonna die though. Uh, yeah, because it's uh, the lighthouse of what? Doom. doom. That's right.
2: Uh, Light keeping was hard work, so he would welcome help us <laughs> <to> this company. <laughs> To Avoid Perry's mistake, he and his wife would winter on the island instead of braving the fall storms in a mad dash to civilization because you know, boning is really hard, they don't want it to do stuff, so you know, I just to stay the bones there to bo- some more.
1: Bones fine. Okay, but yeah. time.
2: Okay, I don't know how that. they
3: got enough food or whatever, but
2: yeah, Lampier was still. Serial- had sailed on Hudson's Bay Company schooner out of Fort William for twenty years, so he was familiar with the area and many dangers. His wife was a native, also used to the rough conditions. is rough conditions being, no. hey, there's
1: fucking winter here and there's snow. Liz is gearing up to make that dirty. <laughs> go, go talk about the rough conditions. Liz. The rough conditions. I went inside
2: and outside, <laughs> inside, outside.
3: Rochelle, my parents, listen to this. How dare you?
2: They were the perfect couple to operate the the light and to winter over the island. I don't know how they're perfect. Maybe just because they wanted to bone there the whole time. Yeah, but they were willing they
1: were to stay up. But on an don't worry, here's Canada. the
2: Robert Stack line. Then disaster struck. Uh, Lampier became sick. Out of the desolate island, he was far beyond any kind of medical care.
3: Despite
2: the desolate island, he was far beyond any medical care. Despite his wife's best efforts, his condition, condition deteriorated. He slowly weakened and finally died. Dun, dun, dun. Unlike the terrible saga of other people, there was no lack of food. Miss Lampier was not, tempted to con- was not tempted to consume her husband as Angelina <laughs> did. Said so great. So she wasn't like, tempted to have cannibalism with her dead husband because, be you know, story. They, they, yeah. they actually had some food. So yay, no, Donner Party, Lake is House it, style. Is it
1: true that if you do eat other humans, like it doesn't really even help you?
2: Depends. Um, Like on the, it depends of on the body Michelle that you're taking it from. no top of her head. No, because like the, the movie Alive, like they fed from other people that were like soccer, like for like athletes and actually had like muscle mass and stuff you could actually work with unlike the Donner party where they were very nutritionally depleted in the first place so that wasn't very beneficial it was empty calories and then also Eddie Izzard we're bringing back to the thing from the 3 old binder thing <gasps> um Izzard he says that is a cannibal he, no but Eddie Izzard did say that cannibals uh, have said that humans taste like chicken Okay. Well.
3: Yeah, but isn't it true that humans are so contaminated that we shouldn't eat humans because we've had so many like pollutants and stuff? How about
2: it's and then I humans just started... and maybe we just don't eat humans or yeah? But I think what I said was true too. Okay, sure.
3: true. Sure. Anyway,
1: so everyone who goes to this lighthouse dies. Yeah. Finally, spring arrives. no, don't, no, no. Hey,
2: I have a great solution. Don't go to the lighthouse or don't bone to the lighthouse and then realize that you're getting sick. <laughs> but there is something cool after this. Um, I think I don't know anymore. Okay. Oh, but yeah, not to consume her husband. The biggest pl- problem was the lack of bureau- burial ground on the rocky island. Right? Yeah, that was the biggest problem. Yeah. Not
1: that he was fucking dead.
2: Yeah. After curally, <laughs> carefully wrapping his body in a stiff canvas sail, because apparently it's a sailboat from the station boat, she laborishly dragged her husband out back and pushed him into a large crevice deep in the rocks. For the rest of the long, dark winter, she stood a lonely and forsaken vigil on the melancholy Island, not able to bone anyone. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is sad. But, but finally, spring arrived. And a group of Ojibwe people stopped at the island and found a very distraught Miss Lamphere. They were shocked to learn of the keeper's death, but also to see the horrible, horrible condition of his wife. How, why was she?
1: Do okay. you think she murdered him? Do
2: you God, think also,
3: I hope so. These indigenous people showed up and were like, yeah, we told you not to stay here all winter.
2: Also, in this book, I don't think the Ojibwe word is actually... Uh, written correctly so that's a good sign um anyway um yeah, yeah she was drawn I can't believe there. you've
3: just merged Haunted Lakes too. <laughs>
2: well it is one of the few tribe names that i actually know because it's from minnesota sorry i'll shut up um while i keep talking but how
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's the most sounds sentence i've ever heard i'll shut up while i keep talking
2: <laughs> pretty much but also to see the whole horrible, horrible condition of his wife she was drawn and haggard old before her time she wasn't wearing oh, no any A makeup than striking was her hair <gasps> jet black when she arrived to the island now it was snow white because she murdered her husband. Yeah. I think so. Considering the overrun, we need to bury the keeper. Then remove the body from its temporary mausoleum. It, it was in a, between some rocks. It wasn't really a mausoleum, well, but sure.
3: Michelle, just throw that book on the ground. It sucks.
2: Look at your show. Yeah, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Okay, <laughs> someone else died. So, someone I, does. someone okay, else Okay, there's, there's three more pages. I don't care. A lot of people died in a row I, in six years. I just years. really
3: wanted you to say the Lighthouse
1: of Doom, so you the did it. Lighthouse a job. of Doom. Okay. Okay, so, there you go. All right, do you have another one for us, Liz?
3: <laughs> Actually, I would. I have one for you, Samantha.
1: For, okay. Ooh. Is it about Mothman's booty?
3: I, I wish I could not find but any but it, but it, but it, but related it, stories it, it. on that topic. So I would just like you to This is to from the partake. M-Files?
1: This story from the M-Files. True reports of Minnesota's unexplained phenomena. All right. This is Liz refused to tell me about this before we started. Say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> the giant bunnies of Lake Wobegon. Boom. Isn't Lake Wobegon a fake fucking place? Yes, Yes, it is. What is this? (laughs) Okay, this is from the M-Files. True reports of Minnesota's unexplained phenomenon. Alright, well, this is probably not real, but we're going to read it anyway. (laughs) I have tried your patience with Bigfoot. You have wondered about my gullibility when it comes to flying saucers. I have added caveman bones to Indian legends and come up with Bigfoot.
3: Wow, that sounds real racist. I'm glad we skipped that part.
1: But I have yet to offer you the strangest, the most odd, the most amazing, dot, 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 giant bunnies.
3: <laughs> it's a real story about sightings of giant bunnies. I
1: would like to also point out that there's an illustration of these giant bunnies. And I'm assuming that's a self-portrait of the author. No,
3: I
2: think that's Gary Gary Sekeeler?
1: Yeah. Not doing
2: any sexual harassment
3: yeah. at all. <laughs> Well, he's not interested in rabbits.
1: Yeah. Actually, Minnesota's jumping creatures were only once described as giant bunnies. Is this written by Gears and no, j Rath? Jumping creatures? That's his, like, you know, pen name. <laughs> were only once described as giant bunnies. The rest of the time, they were described as kangaroos. What? Not jackalopes? They have been seen in Coon Rapids. Uh- near Anoka, hometown of humorist Garrison Keillor, and also the inspiration hometown of the cutest for his houses. lake Wobegon. It's just funny that these giant bunnies were spotted in Coon Rapids. That's a local
2: reference. But also Anoka,
1: which we've
2: all been yeah. to. Yeah, we're Halloween we're, capital of the world. We live when we're
1: old. In yeah. 1957, Barbara Battimer's two sons, ages 7 and 9, were playing in a forested area near Coon Rapids off Highway 10 when they saw two kangaroos hopping together. They claimed ever since that the kangaroos were five feet tall and that they crossed a small clearing about fifty feet away. They were light tan and medium brown. Maybe they just so escaped. they're two inches shorter than me. Sweet Linda <laughs> Brody, another Coon Rapids resident, told Lauren Coleman, one of America's foremost cryptozoologists, that's in uh-huh. quotation marks, uh-huh. that she had also seen a kangaroo in 1958. Mister Gary, what if I just escaped from the zoo? Maybe. There's no zoo near Coon Rapids that I'm aware of. There's someone that took some kangaroos and had them illegally as pets. There's a footnote after that that said, Coleman collected these Minnesota reports and interviewed the witnesses. He has generously shared his information with me. I have tried and not surprisingly have failed to find these Minnesotans for updates 30 years after the last sighting okay so nice. this author's done his due diligence it's not his fault <laughs> these people won't come forward to talk to him about their giant bunny sightings it's not a kangaroo <laughs> he a whole story. mr gary Hayder told him that in the same year her two brothers came home with reports of a big rabbit they had seen hopping around that doesn't mean giant that just means to be fair rabbits really are like the size of dogs they're pretty big but to be fair if i was in the 50s and had
2: access to a you know a bunny costume just to screw with people (laughs) that that might be a thing no we just saw a thing oh i just saw a video about you know someone pretending to be buddy the elf and having pillow contests with people randomly like sometimes you just feel like eh,
1: let's mess with people So, Hazel and Willard Hayes saw two oversized, quote, bunnies, unquote, on the evening of April 24th, 1967, in an open area about a mile west of Highway 47, near the Anoka County Fairgrounds. (gasps) If Minnesota does have kangaroos, one would reasonably assume that they do not respect state boundaries. (laughs) Yeah. A skeptic would argue that reports of such misplaced animals could be taken somewhat more seriously if there were similar reports from, oh, say, Wisconsin? Well, Wisconsin has kangaroo reports, nine of them to be exact. But that's kangaroo, not bunny. So fuck you, skeptics. Just across the Minnesota border <laughs> in Eau Claire. The working title for this book. A count- fuck you, skeptics. Oh, in Eau Claire County, a woman saw a kangaroo on Highway 12 between... Uh, Augusta and Fall Creek. On May 21st, 1978, Mark Hall, a Minnesota investigator of sightings of the strange and apparently misplaced animals, has examined plaster casts of tracks left by a Wisconsin kangaroo. The casts were of tracks around 6 inches long and 3 inches wide. Generally, this is a quote, the tracks have a two-pronged, forked appearance with two knobs at the rear of the fork handle. This just sounds like a dick. I don't know. Two knobs and a... He was outcasting dick, like, dicks that are drawn in the sand by high schoolers or something. Okay. It's a precursor, precursor to dick pics. It's the d- dick drawings Some in the sand. Some kids are just fucking with this guy. This is literally laughing at her elbow okay. right now. <laughs> One Wisconsin kangaroo was even photographed near Waukesha. Kesha? In K. dellerstein w- w- Yeah. Waukesha in 1978. Waukesha. That's not Waukesha, is it? Yeah, it is. Is that how you spell it? Mm -hmm. I've never seen it written out. In 1978, the photo and full accounts of the sightings were included in a book of Wisconsin's unexplained phenomena called the (laughs) W-Files. Oh, shit! Oh, fuck, tired. What? What? Coleman describes the Polaroid photo as showing a tan animal with lighter brown front limbs, hints of a lighter brown hind limb, dark brown or black patches around the eyes, inside the two upright ears, and possibly surrounding... He saw a bunny. A giant bunny. I don't, <laughs> that's, picture a giant bunny. He compares it favorably to Bennett's wallaby or bush kangaroo native to Tans- Tasmania, where it ranges from lower valleys to snowy summits. Come, just
3: come to Tasmania. Come to Tasmania. Kangaroos
1: or something like them have appeared in many other parts of the central United States, and if their sense of geography is strange, so is their behavior. What? That is a terrible transition. In January 1934, an incredibly fast kangaroo attacked dogs, geese, and ducks in rural Tennessee. Uh Uh-huh. The Chattanooga Daily Times concluded, there is absolutely no doubt about these facts. A kangaroo-like beast visited the community and killed dogs, and that's all there is to it. Yeah, Jesus. Fact! Fact!
2: Not Fact. teenagers are really terrible people, just killing dogs.
1: This, as or well as coyote. some of the wilder those Wisconsin reports, that's
2: like jackalopes are huge rabbits. Oh yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. There's
1: They're no such happy. thing as coyotes. Yeah, of, no. I was so naive. Two-legged hopping True. creatures makes me doubt that these. Stories report true kangaroos. I think they are historical reports of what has since become knows, known as the chupacabras. Did oh. chupacabras look like giant rabbits? No, I thought no, they were kind of, like, like mangy America? dogs, mangy goats. South, uh, United States, not <laughs> some in chupas. Oh,
3: he's he's, he's not on a casual nickname basis with El Chupacabra. This chupas
2: like mini, like
1: <laughs> it's like a chupacabra but like cuter. It's like Mang- little, mini
2: that Taco Bell. is the newest thing. Yeah. So,
1: yeah most reports of chupas make them out <laughs> to be seven or eight foot tall bigfoot what but, bigfoot but, chupacabras oh my. but most like... often it sounds a lot like a kangaroo I, don't I mean think this kangaroo, guy knows but a kangaroo the chupacabras or goat suckers make it mis- make makes its mysterious debut in Puerto Rico in 1995 since then it has been blamed for leaving a trail littered with dead livestock in Florida Massachusetts New York New Jersey Texas and California. The livestock at- attacks are distinct from classic cattle mutilations. However, chupas attack livestock, puncturing their necks. Part of the puzzle is that there supposedly is no established tradition of the chupacabras. Is this a rabbit or chupacabra? This guy's just big rambling foot. now. Yeah. And chupacabras have existed before 1995.
2: It's just more and more proof of something that they believe could be chupacabras as of
1: 1995.
3: Mark Rochelle believes in those chupacabras.
1: I think this entire theory rests on the fact that apparently in the Campo Rico district of Puerto Rico, the chupacabra is not called chupacabras, but is referred to as el kangaroo, kangaroo. So a kangaroo. And guess what that translates to? I'll never get. Yes. I really don't understand what the thesis of this is. Are there kangaroos in Minnesota, or yes. are there giant yes. rabbits? Well, he
3: was saying he was only once described. Can as a, kangaroos a
1: survive in our winters? They are native to yes. Australia.
2: Yes. Also, the tall and strongest shit. They're probably the only thing that I would, would
1: akin to a giant rabbit because Minnesota is. Full of kangaroos. We just don't know it. Yeah. The giant bunnies of Lake Wobegon. The only reason they I call it so Lake find- Wobegon is because it, near Anoka, yeah. someone spotted a giant bunny. That guy thinks he's being cute. There's a lot of winking. He's like, <laughs> I, I don't appreciate his winking. I'm going to read
3: you to you The Legend of the Blue Light from Ghost Stories of Minnesota. Guess where this takes place? <laughs> A freak accident in early 1900s in Stillwater oh has, given, gosh,
1: go, has given all the ghosts are.
3: Have given rise to an eerie legend that lives to this day. A farmer living in a house below a train bridge was reportedly reportedly employed part time as a track checker. In those days, track checkers used a blue light and a lantern to warn oncoming engineers to slow down when rail conditions warranted caution. One night, a train passed too quickly over the bridge above the farmer's house and cast off a shower of sparks that no. fell onto the house and started a blaze. A blaze? A blaze! Okay, cool. Burning the man's wife and animals to death cool story <laughs> the grief-stricken farmer put a curse on the area as farmers have the power okay. to do and that curse stood the as test Farmers have <laughs> the okay no no, no. Power to this is it. the
2: actual story like the oh, other yeah. still water confused me this one actually was on the ghost
3: i wish trail that was part of it one.
2: <laughs> yeah he cursed that land
3: or and whatever. that curse stood the test of time since then the farmer's ghost has haunted the track
2: Frequently, Ooh. at the same
3: time of day as the tragedy occurred, an eerie blue light is seen at the spot where the farmhouse
2: burned down. Um, yeah, this was totally used in the Stillwater Ghost Tour, and also, by the way, they proved that he probably killed his family. <laughs> Whoa. Proved, yeah.
3: Legend has it that anyone that sees the blue light will die. So cool. it makes it hard to verify that story. In 1968. <laughs> I've seen the blue light, but he it was also indeed. totally
2: fabricated for a play, so... Um, Rochelle. can you
3: stop being a buzzkill? <laughs> Rochelle. yes, like, that's like the ring. If you see that blue light,
2: I paid. I paid ten dollars to watch a, a play on a trolley to to get that experience. Okay, look, four cool. teenagers
3: drove to the area on a oh. double date and experienced the curse. Though none of them died, they all experienced a fright and some very bad luck. I thought the curse As was to the die. Two <laughs> couples got out of the car for some fresh air. They discovered that all of their tires were flat. No! After stumbling about in the bush for an hour unsuccessfully looking for help, the four of some headed back to the car in a single file. That's weird. The first three <laughs> teens passed through a narrow part of the path unhampered, but the fourth ran into a barbed wire fence. As soon as the others so he out tangle, tangled their friends, they saw a blue light hovering above the ground. It was the last time every of them ever went to that spot. Wow, that was really anticlimactic. <laughs> Wait, I thought everyone
1: who saw the blue light died.
3: Yeah, except for these four teenagers that just had a bad time.
1: <laughs> yeah, they popped some tires.
2: <laughs> their dumbass friend walked into some barbed wire that was somehow there because they were drinking and he was drunk. But, you know.
3: Okay, Rochelle got kind of a
2: bad one last time. I feel I, bad. I read Haunted Lakes, too, bitches. It was pretty awesome. Okay. Maybe you know, there's
3: a good the one? That's the name of the book. No, bird. I know I have a good one here somewhere.
1: Oh, God. There's a good one? Yeah. Well, there's no good ones, but some are better than others. Fair.
3: Okay. That I, compares to giant rabbits. Okay. I would like Rochelle to read to us about
1: the Minnesota State Fair. Oh, God. Is this going to be the little brown bird? No. Oh, God. Oh.
3: There's a different ghost at the. You should start here with yet.
2: Thank you for, for the heads up. <laughs> I will not read all of it. Or until it gets boring. Um, yet, among all these healthy, prized animals, the oddest animal is one that is not even alive. <laughs> the scorn in my voice does not show my actual scorn. Hands down, the weirdest animal inside the livestock barns has to be the phantom pig that hides, Taunts the swine barn. There's That's a right. Phantom pig that haunts the Samantha, swine barn. I will say the next line. That's right. A phantom pig. I, not me, but the, the author of this book, uh, Chad Lewis, uh, I have been privy to several accounts of people who, comma, while strolling through the swine barn, because, you know, swine barn,
1: have
2: noticed the apparition of a pig inside one of the pens. There's a pig in a pen! The bizarre so it must, sight. It must be a ghost. Yes. The bizarre sight is, <laughs> sight is fleeting, though, as most witnesses reported that only it only lasted a few seconds before the spectral swine
1: disappeared the before spectral their spectral eyes.
3: Swine. I love Minnesota so
2: much. There's a
1: pig in a pen in the swine barn it must be a ghost it it
2: disappears after five seconds you don't know legend because there's a legend now legend states that no matter how many times you try and regardless of the type of camera you use the phantom pig will not show up in any photographs
1: because it doesn't fucking exist no it's a phantom
2: oh phantom and true to the legend i've yet to see any photographs of the minnesota state farm's phantom pig (laughs) Oh, oh! Like all great infomercials, <laughs> hosts say. But wait, there's more. Actually, there's much more, including another phenomenal fe- creature lingering around the fair in case. you...
1: It's of case- the phantom cow. Yeah, this case brings <laughs> us to the Chicken. old. Nope. I think this might be the little brown, yeah, brown bird. bird.
2: This case brings us to the reincarnated bird of ye old mill, the ye old mill, which is the- one of the oldest rides of the fair, which I think closed last year.
3: <gasps> Did it? That's mill? not what the little brown bird would want.
1: I haven't read ahead to you, know that. You upset the spirit of the Little Brown Bird State Fair. You fucked <laughs> up. up. You're going to yeah. bring more the, the phantom ye-
2: pigs upon us. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of pigs. You don't need phantom pigs there. Um, the, yeah, the, the Ye Old Mill. God damn it! Is one of the oldest rides at the fair, or it used to be. It consists of old rickety weird wooden boats that drift slowly through an old milled facade because it you really know that's the one other building, along with a slow-moving waterway that winds itself through the snooze, 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 snooze. In all of its simplicity, the ride is actually quite fun. as a throwback to the rides of yesteryear. It's not fun. It's a pain
1: in the ass. It's <laughs> been on the ye old mill, and it's not super fun. Yeah, <laughs> what like, is, it's is not it? A b- it's just a little boat ride that like slow. it's like a raft ride. It slowly floats you around. It's 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 barely tolerable weird it's what either. you it's yeah. what you can imagine it is okay like not even old. why is that like called it. a mill because, because it, it goes through like a um, it goes you're like on like a log a ride except oh, it goes slower okay. than anything else <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> st paul was the mill city so like it makes have sense. you ever wanted to go
3: on a log ride but like super slow
1: <laughs> yeah step right up
2: no, don't want to. It's cool.
3: You
1: might see the ghost of a bird. See <laughs> yes, A
2: little world bird while you're outside. Yeah, but it's supposed to be fun. For many years, the man in charge of dispensing the fun and tickets was a res Wayne Murray, by all accounts. He's a tr- fair, true fair worker, which means he showed up and did his job. Okay. Yeah,
3: he did his job for a couple of weeks
2: a year. Yeah, he took pride in the historic ride and strove to make sure that everyone who passed through enjoyed themselves. I don't know how you do that other than like, sorry, this is going to suck for you. Go and sit in a ride. For 10 <laughs> hey, minutes.
3: have you considered that other ride over there? You should go to the haunted house. It's way better. You
1: want to go get some like fries or anything? Go get some Sweet Martha's cookies. You will not regret. Yeah. It.
3: What's that thing that's like kind of like an old timey ski lift? What's that called?
1: Uh, um i think it's just the chair air ride yeah it's just a chair lift i don't know that it has a name that just transports Those pagoda you things that are like a i think it's the air
2: ride yeah or i like the sky that. ride or i like something. i like that thing the one that's like shaped like an egg otherwise that the yeah. one ski lift it makes you feel them. like
3: you're in like 60s italy
2: i like that this is what <laughs> we're hey
3: everyone come, come to the, the minnesota state fair there.
2: everything's fried and people are sweaty and gross and you will want a plague to happen with humanity yay
3: wow I mean, rochelle that was a you could have clearly talked rochelle about doesn't could, like the minnesota State. Uh, you could get a bucket of cookies there you could talk about some
2: other stuff oh like the fries are good there's some you can like deep apple pie deep fried
1: butter on a stick there's Oreos. There's a
2: phantom the pig. The deep fried Oreos phantom are good. pig like a motherfucker.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Cinnamon oh, okay. rolls outside the horse. But barn. what I'm
2: assuming is the reincarnation is Wayne this worker because they keep talking about him. Yield uh, Mill was visited by a bizarre black bird,
1: blah, blah, blah. It, I thought it was the little Brown bird. There's apparently more than one. Yeah. Wayne was devoted bird. to the
2: fair that he even returned from the grave to be there. After I, Wayne's death. The
1: fair is
3: only
2: a couple weeks a year. Uh, this this was not- his whole life. It, that's a <laughs> uh this book would have you leave this is all he lived unless for. you're
3: the people that own that place that makes the bucket of cookies because they make so much money in those couple weeks that's all they do
2: yeah but yeah apparently it's your little brown bird is a bizarre blackbird. bird the black the bird's <laughs> just a crow oh, yeah the blue the bird flew over the ride and perched itself on top of the sign the bird sat there for nearly an hour at a state fair where there's food on the ground <laughs> where people are throwing shit screaming on the, yeah a ghost yeah um, I'm terrified right now. Before flying off into the sky. You know, not into any direction, <laughs> just <laughs> into the sky. into
3: the sky. <laughs> into the, sky. And the rest of the fair season, the not, bird... He didn't dive bomb <clears> straight into the ground? No, this is
2: the best part. Throughout the be- rest of the fair season, the bird never made another return flight to year old Mill, but its absence would not last long. After a long Minnesota winter, summer, because, you know, there's no such a spring in Minnesota, was finally in full gear, which meant that the failure season was close at hand. First day of business, the same black bird flew in and took its spot atop the That's not the
3: same fucking bird.
2: No, it's not. It's a ghost, Liz. Again, the bird sat there for quite some time, like an hour, before heading off into the sky. For two years in a row, it did it over and over again. Okay. Isn't that amazing? I believe in the ghost pig
3: before I believe that that bird is not just a bird yeah the fire is okay. i'm more
2: disappointed in finding out that it's a blackbird than a brown bird
3: raise your hand if you believe in the ghost pig it's <laughs> <laughs> <to Rochelle.
1: laughs> guess who raised their hand the
2: everyone else can imagine. <laughs> everyone
1: else uh, um, how long have we been doing this shit do you want me to read another one sure i, I can guess. read another one from the m files <laughs> okay. oh
2: i read it from Haunted. let me Saint try Paul, to find I one think.
1: that's not racist yeah. against native americans yeah that's tricky do oh, you want me to read about bigfoot Or UFOs. Mm, Bigfoot. Okay. Bigfoot, capital of the world. (gasps) That is us, everyone. Minnesota is home (laughs) to the Bigfoot capital of the world, the town Crookston. If you visit, you can lunch on Bigfoot Burgers... Bigfoot cookies and even view a life-size statue of the creature outside RBJ's restaurant. You, oh, can buy Bigfoot... Arby's restaurant. <laughs> you can buy a Bigfoot doll for $20, Bigfoot jam for four seventy-five, and Bigfoot chocolates <laughs> really? for $10. I'm I'm... I can just make my own jam. I don't need to buy yeah, a Rochelle Bigfoot makes jam. Real good jam. But you will apparently have little chance of seeing Bigfoot. Why not? The Crookston Development Authority in 1995 took a report of unusual tracks near the Red Lake River and spun it into a pl- publicity campaign for the town does this mean there are a lot of sightings there no no says Kim Samuelson what is this pro- it all a lie proprietor yeah, of RBJ's P- P.T. Barnum restaurant shit. and the development authority Bigfoot expert we really don't have any information a disappointment but I will say this much the dolls look pretty cool I'm honestly hurt Crookston just Crookston is full of crooks <laughs> yes that's their new
3: slogan
2: should but I read they did not like that name they wanted to should I read
3: Fountain of sorrow yeah, Fountain yes. of Sorrow. There's an elaborate old fountain in the middle of the Wabasha Street Caves that is said to spray tears
1: of sorrow. Just water? The fountain reportedly water comes sour.
3: out of a fountain? came from the garden of a mansion in Minneapolis that was once owned by the barbed wire promoter and oil man, John Weirn. Barbed wire Gates. promoter? <laughs> yeah, What does that mean? <laughs> I'm salesman, I'm guessing? He sold barbed wire? Someone had to.
2: I suppose. Probably Gates. made a shit ton of money back in the day with farmers. Someone had to invent it and sell it and, I don't know, promote it. And make a shit ton of money instead of other people. <laughs> to
3: Texas before the Civil War and later made a fortune selling barbed wire fencing to wash born company and working in an oil patch great he died in 1911 from a malignant tumor in his throat also awesome he left his fortune (laughs) to his wife
2: their son and selected charities i'm assuming he was smoking a lot of tobacco back then the
3: The son charlie reportedly inherited the equivalent of 31 million dollars unfortunately charlie died two years later from excessive behaviors his death
2: addicted to something i'm glug glug oh excessive behavior. Drugs, behaviors.
3: drugs. Yeah.
2: Well, but, yeah.
3: Um, Charlie died two years later from excessive
2: behaviors. I'm going to say excessive behavior is just eating too much cheesecake.
3: <laughs> probably. I mean, that's yes. how I will die. <laughs> and in the spirit of all of these other wholesome mirror- mysteries, yeah, he probably, he developed a soft spot for Eclairs. <laughs> no, was, it, and, he was
2: la- and he was lactose intolerant, so that was way too much. Oh, God, Charlie. You
3: gotta come back. <laughs> yeah. His death is said to be responsible for the sorrow emanating from the fountain. The house in Minneapolis, one of many homes Gates owned across the country, was reportedly torn down in 1933. (gasps) What? What? Why? What? What? That doesn't say anything about the
1: fountain, really. Is that the end of the story? Yes. It just... Water comes out of a fountain? (laughs) They've decided it's... Years? Yeah, what the fuck? Should I read another one? Yeah, <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of death. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but death... Mm, logic train is kind of okay. like...
3: Nah, 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 really stop ghosts there. are generally thought to walk only at night. But artist Stein, director of the Rousseau County Historical Society, has been able... Okay, no, this is racist. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not, oh. I'm not reading this. Did we read anything from the Yellowstone book? No. Oh. I did mark one that was about a headless bride. This is from Ghost...
2: <laughs> Yellow Yellowstone.
3: Stone ghost Stories. Spooky tales from the world's first national park.
2: That was given by a Someone,
3: fan, right? Yeah, they were on vacation, and they saw this, and they went, you know, would want this? Liz <laughs> and Samantha, and they were correct. Okay, this is called The Headless Bride. The Headless Bride of Old Faithful Inn is one of my favorite stories. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a mysterious but timid young lady. We first read of her in a local newspaper more than 10 we're years gonna ago.
1: Describe me, mysterious but timid. <laughs>
3: yep. Yep, that's what I'm going to put in your obituary. <laughs> okay. Uh, fascinated we We started asking some questions most of the staff at the inn knew some of her story but no one knew much we finally traced it to george
2: (laughs) george George. is the author of this
3: sad tale of the lonely apparition at the time we spoke to him he was the inn's manager he told us that the headless bride appeared at the insistence of visitors who for years pressed him for a ghost story Little did he know that his beautiful and haunting spirit would endure for decades. During the fall of 1982, George was a bellman and was finishing up the summer season. He and another employee were closing the inn in preparation for the long winter ahead while reading in his room a little past midnight.
2: So reading a book, this sounds George, very
3: yeah, While spending a wholesome evening at home with his hot cocoa and a book, George <laughs> heard something down the hall. Would this interfere with his snowshoeing the next day? Liz, was it a drain? The <laughs> drain? <laughs> Turn the face to find out. <laughs> Knowing that everyone was supposed to be gone, he put down his book <laughs> and walked to the balcony overlooking the lobby, looking in all directions. He saw nothing and returned to his room nope. and his book.
2: He also saw a little blackbird. <laughs>
3: <laughs> 15 minutes later, he heard the same noise. Once again, he put down his book went out to the balcony and this time checked the halls. Again, he saw nothing. should also be pretty pissed
2: by this point if you get into the
3: <laughs> Finally, place. returning to his room, he heard the noise again and it was louder than ever. George ran to the balcony where he just in time to see a transparent figure ascend from the crow's nest high above the lobby. The figure was draped in a white flowing ground. It was a young woman, not much older than a child, and she was carrying, tucked under her ha- arm her
1: head. Not older than a child?
3: Yeah, that's gross. A yeah. Chi- headless <laughs>
1: child bride? Yep. And also, like, yes, it's
2: headless, but it's already a ghost, so it's not... Also, she's not technically headless if she's carrying her head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just... It's just head adjacent,
1: the like head a purse. There.
3: <laughs> George called out for the other employee, and they left it the in that minute and did not return. You know that it's pretty impressive when it has one other p- employee... That, well, it was the off-season, Rochelle. That winter, (laughs) while doing research in the library at Missoula, George discovered that there had been a death, perhaps even a murder, at the inn in the summer of 1914. It took place in room 127. A couple who had just gotten married came there to spend their honeymoon, despite the fact (laughs) that she was a child. And also
2: it was the peak of the Spanish (laughs) flu, sure.
3: Sounds very romantic. Yeah. What seems to have been a grand and glorious day for the two newlyweds eventually turned into a nightmare. There was, was an argument, bird, so yeah, a much. fight, and then the groom left, never to return. It was thought by everyone that his young bride, overcome with grief, had locked herself in their room, refusing any food or service.
1: After had just <laughs> popped off. Yeah, like a
3: dandelion.
1: <laughs> After a few
3: days, the staff became rather worried about the young lady. <laughs> Those few days just so the manager sent a member of housekeeping staff to room 127 to what see what a if-
1: fucking yeah this is the manager
3: you go in manager. And yeah really you go see what go see what's happening at room 127 but i got a bad feeling about this
2: when- or hey i killed her and i don't want anyone to know so here's my collaborative story
1: Wow, Rochelle's got a suspect. The plot thickens. (laughs) When
3: the young bride would not answer the door, the housekeeper opened it and found the young bride lying in a bathtub in a pool of blood without her head. In time, more (laughs) paces of the tale (laughs) surfaced. Investigators found that the young girl of 15, gross, was the only child of a rich and affluent family, and she was heir to a million-dollar shipping firm in New York City. She had fallen in love, however, with a family servant much older than she, their affair was discovered, and the girl immediately fell from her father's grace. Blah, blah, blah. He saw through the ambitious man's plans of marriage in order to join the business. The daughter refused to listen to her father and got married anyway. Blah, blah, blah.
2: Sounds like a teen drama. Yeah. You know. 1800, 1800, early. Uh, the young bride
3: was sent by her husband to contact her father by telegram and get some money her father refused to send money at this point the husband became livid and they fought which wow that's really nice um the father's bride was notified by park officials and he arrived heartbroken a few days later All news concerning his father's death was hushed to discourage any chance of scandal. Eventually, the bride's missing head was found in the corner of the crow's nest at the inn. But by then, her body had already been disposed. When all of the daughter's affairs had been put in order, the father returned to the family home in
2: New York. So they didn't even really look for her head for a while? They just took the rest of the body (laughs) and was like, oh, let's look her up. Like, oh, it's not anywhere on the ground. It sounded like it was
3: hidden. It was just like in a balcony, like, wop. Uh, so the father went back to New York and never spoke of his daughter again now almost a century later it is the, in the old faithful inn that the pianist puts away his music and the law blah blah, blah 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 someone yeah anyway there's a ghost there now <laughs> 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 that's the and, only like real ghost story we got we had to go to Yellowstone but also
2: yeah. no names of who it could actually be to tie it into like who's the dickish Look, dad
1: you gotta do some research here you go I feel like a headless bride is such like a, I don't know, a standard ghost story. You're just rolling your eyes. You're like, not true. I mean. It's a ghost story. I mean, Should we go try sorry. to stay in that It's not true room? like the phantom pig. <laughs> well,
3: not well, every place can, can claim. You can see a phantom
2: pig for like five seconds, but you can never take a photo.
3: <laughs> and true to legend, I've never seen a photo of the phantom pig.
2: <laughs> yeah. So
3: think about it.
1: Th- yeah. Think about it.
3: Think about
1: it. Don't think about it. <laughs>
3: ever
1: right. well this was a lot of fun should we that rate house is these festive. books out of should we rate them okay how do uh, we rate ghost tales of minnesota <laughs> this is the one with the haunted drain one to five meh i think this is a zero robber's stack. <laughs> <deck. laughs> wow okay. that wasn't even a ghost story that yeah, was that just was girls bad. who didn't want to get charged to have a plumber come in because they <laughs> kept clogging their drain with hair so they said it was a ghost
3: i like ghost. Uh, haunted saint paul better well, this was the, was the one that had the pig
1: yeah the pig was like the. Story.
3: um it seems a little better written i might give this a three okay three rubber stacks sure. solid how do we feel about the m files <laughs> uh for its blatant racism uh it's pulling it down but i do like that it talks about bunnies so I'm i also
2: it- like the ties in the w files
1: so uh, let's know. give
3: it a two yeah, I think
1: we can do a two Robert Stacks <laughs> on that one. What about Yellowstone Ghost Stories? That was the only actual ghost story. Yeah, I feel like this is a three, maybe even higher. Maybe a four for Yellowstone Ghost Stories. I'd
2: say Haunted Lakes 2, because of the sadness it involved, negative one.
1: Wow. Negative one too for long, Haunted
3: Lakes 2. Too I, long-winded, prote- things we I care love, way too much about I love the
2: cover, Haunted Lakes 2, bitches. But, like... Yeah.
3: No, this is... No, it is sad. Not good to What at about Ghost Stories of Minnesota? The lo- that would
1: have some nice shorter a- stories. I'll give that a possible one. Two? Two. I think Ghost Stories of Minnesota could get a two. Yeah, I agree. Possibly Ghost Stories of Minnesota Volume 9. Not sure.
3: I give um, going to Half Price Books and looking in the mm-hmm. metaphysics section for weird, random Number paranormal. Round? I give that five out of five for sure. sex, yeah. though. Because that's always entertaining. Should we plug our shit? or? Let's do it. So you can find us
1: on the social <laughs> medias that perhaps
3: it's you if you wanted to email us your own paranormal tale that we could share on the show which you should totally do perhaps it's you podcast at gmail.com subscribe is your drain
1: haunted did you see the (laughs) phantom pig is there a bird that is probably an old coworker of yours no send us the stories we want to hear it Mm -hmm. you can throw a little bit of money our way on patreon patreon patreon.com perhaps it's you and you get a bonus episode every month yeah steal some money from your mom's wallet and send it our way yeah Rochelle is there anything you'd like to plug
2: no I'm Rochelle like,
3: wants everybody to go to the library and read books, and read books, and actually do their due diligence, and not just say you saw a ghost and not give any names when you write.
2: <laughs> yeah, like at least I mean If I'm gonna need, if I want to hear your stupid like Hollywood Babylon like story with factual inaccuracies, I want to at least know the names that I'm supposed to connect it with. I think that's fair. Yeah,
1: well, that is totally fair. Yeah. All right, well, we hope you all Thanks, have a everyone good holidays. happy holidays.
3: Whatever, From you're, whatever you're eating, <laughs> no man, was something something goes Oh God.
1: Okay. <laughs> the recording off. <laughs> That's the end of our show.